The Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast is sponsored by Prairie Care. You know, going through the process of getting help with your mental health can be very overwhelming. I definitely know that from firsthand experience. Prairie Care can help guide you through it and get you in touch with the help that you need. They've been offering mental health services to all ages in the Twin Cities of Minnesota since 2005. Whether you're looking for clinical services, a specialty outpatient program, or a more intensive level of care like inpatient treatment, Prairie Care has you and your family covered. Visit prairie-care.com to learn more. That's prairie-care.com. Well, hello there, my friends. Welcome into another episode of the Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast. My name is Brian Pyatt. I'm your host. So glad that you're here holding space as always for however you are showing up right here, right now in this moment. Uh, Looking forward to this episode together today. And this week, we are talking about something that um, I know all of us in some way, shape, or form um, have experienced this before. And that is when we notice ourselves making assumptions about what somebody else is thinking or feeling or experiencing in a given moment. As much as we like to pretend sometimes like we can read other people's minds and that we know exactly what's going through another person's brain, uh, the reality is is that's not always the case, right? And, And we can sometimes be really off in what we think is going on with somebody else, which then can get in the way of um, us relating to that person. Um, and so to, to help us with this um, and just to dive a little bit deeper into this dynamic, um, we have once again this month, Dr. Anastasia Ristow joining us on the podcast. She joins us every month, always look forward to our chats. And uh, Dr. Ristow is the Director of Psychotherapeutics at Prairie Care. She is also a licensed psychologist. And I really hope there's something in this, my friends, that you can take away that serves you. Um, We talk about the act of pausing in those moments and just creating some space for some alternative um, possibilities, let's say when we notice we're making really, really strong assumptions about another person in a given moment. Uh, We talk about opening up to um, how do we have conversations with other people that we're close to in our life when we feel like some of these assumptions uh, that we're making might be getting in the way of our relationship. Um, So we dive into all that. We dive into much more. And, uh, Again, like I said, I really just hope there's something that that you can take that serves you. I encourage you, as always, to just go ahead and leave whatever does not. And um, yeah, let's go ahead and, and begin the conversation. Sending love to each and every one of you out there. Hope you're being gentle with you as you maneuver this thing called life one moment at a time. 
And here we go. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. How are we doing today? Pretty good. It's Friday, Brian. It's Friday. Yeah, I know. We, we, we generally, we almost always record these episodes on a Friday. We do. Which is a good thing. Yeah. I think I was, I admitted to you today, I'm tired. I'm Same. tired today. Same. Yep. So we're going to just invite that tiredness right into this conversation today. Sounds good. <laughs> if I nod off and start taking a nap at a certain point, you'll know what's going on. I won't take it personally. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could... I could decide it's about me and that's why you're falling asleep because I'm boring and I'm not that's entertaining true. enough, but that's true. You I will, are always I will, entertaining enough. I'll push myself to not make that assumption. Not to make, and which is a beautiful segue what? into, into our topic here today. Well, that's wild. It's almost like we planned this out, but we didn't. I know. Here we are. Um, <laughs> assumptions and kind of challenging our, um, maybe perspectives on what others may be thinking or feeling or experiencing in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's, what we're, that's what we're diving in, into here today. Yes. And there's so many different ways I know that we can, that we can go with this, but um, this is a big topic that I think every single person listening to this podcast has experienced at some point in their life, if not on a regular, consistent basis. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty human experience, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why is it important to talk about? Well, um, I was thinking about this earlier and we were chatting a little bit about this too. Um, I, I think that it's natural for us as humans to try to interpret what we see, what we feel, what we're experiencing. Yeah. Um, and part of that process is developing um, a framework of why mm-hmm. something is happening or why somebody's doing what they're doing or saying what they're saying or whatever. Um, and, and then that's really impactful. What we are thinking to ourselves impacts how we're feeling, which impacts what we decide to do and vice versa. What we do impacts how we feel, which impacts what we think. Like those things are all so related to each other. Yeah. So in thinking about this really common human characteristic of writing our own stories as far as what somebody else is thinking or feeling and why they're doing what they're doing, if that can have such an impact us in that way, then the beauty of the relationship between our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions is we can also have a different kind of impact on our experiences by shifting how we're thinking feeling about somebody or something yeah so it has tremendous potential brian is what i'm saying like there's yeah this thinking about this could truly shift our life experience in any given moment from one pathway to another and have a a ripple impact moving forward that um Mm -hmm. could be pretty pretty big because the ripples of assuming that you know what another person is thinking or experiencing or what emotion they're currently in the midst of mm-hmm. can kind of, it's like one thing leads to another, right? We assume that that's what that person is thinking. Then we might respond a certain way. 
you know, I'm thinking yep. of it. I, I'm thinking of it kind of right now in like a through a social anxiety lens. I know there's a lot of different lenses that you've brought up of how we can look at this, but yeah, you know, from a social anxiety lens, right? Like we walk into, we were talking about this before we started recording. You walk into a room, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're blasted with assuming that people are judging you and, and assuming they're thinking a certain way about you, which then might kind of force you to retreat or start behaving in a certain way and get in your head and start ruminating about it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a domino effect. Yeah. Right. We make an assumption about what so-and-so is thinking. And then we start creating stories about that within ourselves, which then starts impacting our behavior. And before you know it, we're kind of 10 dominoes down the line. Yeah. So I walk in that room there's 20 people in there. Maybe I only know one or two. Maybe I know all of them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And and my brain says, oh, they're all looking at you. They're wondering why you wore what you wore. What if your makeup's not on par? Whatever. Yep. Insert any number of not helpful thoughts. So then maybe because of that, I, um, like you said, kind of get in my head, but my body language changes. So now I look a little bit standoffish or I'm not making eye contact because I'm kind of freaking out. Um, I'm not saying anything because I'm kind of freaking out and Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get myself just to even like breathe and stay present or whatever. So now these 15 people look at me and maybe a few try to kind of connect with me even just with eye contact and now they feel rejected or like I'm being standoffish or Mm -hmm. cold or whatever. And perhaps then they make an assumption and write a story that, um, I'm, I'm intimidating or I'm not, I'm going to be somebody who's going to not be very comfortable to interact with. So they walk away in a different direction. And now I see that and I'm like, Oh my God, look at that. So it just becomes the cycle and it's super uncomfortable and unpleasant. And now I'm not going to go to that party again. Time to go. Right. So had I just been able to get, in even for a moment to pause that cascade and let's say I catch myself thinking oh my gosh everybody's looking at me Mm -hmm. and then I shift that to it's probably because I'm a new person and they're curious Mm -hmm. they might be wondering what I do for a living or maybe they wonder if I have a family I wonder about them too I wonder if they have a family too it's going to keep me calmer yep my non-verbals my body language is going to just be more kind of inviting, more welcoming, more comfortable. Yeah. And you can see like from there, it becomes a different pathway. Yeah. Makes a huge difference. But yeah, because that that scenario that you just laid out there is two different sides making assumptions Mm -hmm. when it, all of it could be completely founded in something that is not true in any sense or form. And, um, yeah, we're not we're not actually tapped into the truth of what's going on yeah. in, in a scenario like that. So, you know, when you talked about the 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 cascade of how that can play out, and I, and I know you just touched on it there of kind of shifting and maybe reframing what we're saying to ourselves in that moment. I know a lot of mm-hmm. people listening to this, you know, like experience that on a really deep level and want to validate that yeah, it's really hard. Like, right. It's hard to start shifting that, that narrative. What other guidance would you have for people or or things that you've learned maybe in your own life, your work with clients of how to start softening that space when we really start taking on those assumptions in a really strong way? Yeah. I sure wish it was as easy as I made it sound right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we could just 
push a button or flip a switch and like instantly, whoop, okay, I'm going to think about this differently yeah. now. Yay, here we go. You here know. we are. But I mean, we, we both know, you know, just even the way our brains and bodies work as we feel stressed in any situation, that in and of itself changes our ability to think clearly or to even have like that ability to stop and shift the whole thinking process mm-hmm. like a light switch. So um, there's a lot of different layers to it, but even at a very elementary, I don't even, that's not even a great word for it, at a very basic level if we can just buy ourselves a little bit of time, notice I said like pause, mm. if I can just pause and take a breath, tell myself even like, okay, take two breaths right now. Yeah. That simple act, that breath slows down all of the different pieces that make it hard for us to think differently. Yeah. And then um, in a situation like what we just were talking about, where it's really just you, you're not navigating this with somebody else necessarily, then it's about, okay, taking a couple breaths and then just challenging ourselves. Like externalizing it would be one way to do it. So that's a fancy way of saying like, oh, my brain is saying this instead of like, I know this, mm-hmm. I know they're this. It's, oh, my brain is telling me this or the story I'm telling myself is this. This That would be a Brene yeah. Brown kind of approach. Yep. Um, I love that narrative that she uses. The story I'm telling myself is this and, yeah. you know, those kinds of yeah, like I noticed self-statements. My, I noticed myself in this moment telling myself very strongly that these people think I'm uh, like ugly or yep. these people think I'm, I shouldn't be here at this party or, yep. you know, like I notice that my brain is telling me that I think mm-hmm. can be a, yeah, it can be a really nice tool to give us some distance between ourselves and those thoughts. Yeah. So noticing it, naming it another, um, if that feels too hard or just not natural, another way to do it is, um, saying to yourself, um, so what? Yeah. What if that is what they're thinking? Is that the end of the world? Or what else could they be thinking? Mm. Um, or um, totally different from that, just even like, what if what if it's not that? What if mm-hmm. it's different than I think? Um, or what could be another way of thinking about this? Or what could be another thing that they're thinking? Yeah. So, you know, just that, like, what is another possibility? And once you come up with another possibility, usually you can... Yeah. Like your brain kind of goes, oh, or it could be this, or it could be that, or... Yeah. So just giving your brain like permission to even consider an alternate mm-hmm. possibility of what's going on in that moment. Yeah. Even if you're not landing on, because the reality is, right, we're never going to fully be able to land on certainty of like, oh, okay, actually I've figured out exactly what these people are thinking. Like we can't do that. Right. But it's, right. yeah. Can, can we just open up to the, yeah, the possibility, the possibility or the considering of an alternate explanation for what we're experiencing in that moment can maybe help soften it. Yeah. I like that. Um, another, I think for me at least, um, and I found this with my clients as well, hugely impactful way of operating in that social anxiety space, especially is, um, just even if you can remind yourself that there's usually two things at play when we think everybody is staring at us or judging us or whatever, one human curiosity. Mm. So any change in any space makes people look. Like that's natural. Sure. It could be literally a door that opens or closes and they're going to look. Yeah. And B, just as much as you're in your own head about your own stuff, 
99.9% of everybody else in that room is also in their own head about their own stuff. So they might be looking at you, but chances are they're actually focused on their own dang selves. Totally. (laughs) It's not about us. so true? And and it's such a wicked dynamic in those social gatherings because it is like... How beautiful would it be if we could just be a little bit more like, let's really just all in this gathering cut to the chase of how we're all actually feeling. Yeah. Most of us are all thinking very similar things around like, I don't belong here. Yeah. Or I'm yep. being judged. But then like, like we're, we're so disconnected from the truth of what people are actually experiencing in their nervous systems. Totally. Like, you know, those filters on some of the apps that we have where there's a little square that floats above yeah. the person's head and then it like flips and then yeah. they sit there and they wait to see where it's going to land. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool if we could just have that for the first few minutes in any social situation and somebody thing would be flipping and they'd be like, I'm worried there's food in my teeth right now. <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> I feel really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. I know. <laughs> you know, like those kinds of things and you could just chuckle. You'd be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. all that too. And one, and those are the things that really help us connect to to other people. Yes, it's 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 in the realness. Yes, it, it always feels like we're all kind of like always dancing around, like we're all like dancing around the core generally of what's actually going on. Yeah, <laughs> like have you tap ever dancing to try to like appear like we're all good? Yeah. Look natural, look comfortable, look you know like you're just totally in your yeah. in your element. But have you ever actually been in a situation where you're feeling all the feels and then you you connect with somebody even if there's someone you don't know and just kind of go well hey, this is sufficiently awkward yes i mean it's kind of funny it when is. you do that it throws people and then they'll just be like oh my gosh yes i know i know it is so awkward well because in that moment it's an acknowledgement of your truth yeah you know what i mean like anytime that we can get a little bit closer to that nugget of truth as far as no, this is actually what I'm maneuvering. There's like spaciousness around that. Yeah. At least for me, I find. Yeah. Like when I can find like one safe person in a crowd to kind of anchor into and maybe just be a little bit more open about yep. how I truly am. Yeah. Oftentimes it, there, there's a there's an opening around that where I can then settle into the moment a little bit better. Yeah. Because I'm not fighting so hard to present something different than how I'm actually feeling. Right. And then you're instantly connected. Yeah. To somebody in that shared space of realness yeah and then like the next step is people generally do enjoy talking about themselves so just like if you can have that genuine oh my gosh this is so awkward yeah are you feeling it too yep well anyway hi i'm so and so tell me about you like did did you have to drive through that bizarre parking ramp too or what you know like get them talking and then the rest kind of flows and it's not always that easy but yeah. So what, what I'm gathering from this is that we could do a whole episode on social anxiety. I guess so. Let's table that. Like, <laughs> let's what this file that away on our brains. <laughs> I know, but it feeds beautifully into this this talk that we're doing here today. And I think another another area that is huge when it comes to assumptions or assuming that we know what somebody else is thinking is in our intimate relationships, mm-hmm. whether that's close friends partners, family members, um, this plays out in a really big way Yeah, around, around those relationships. Would you agree? Yeah. Okay. I agree. Yeah. So, um, and it almost, you know, kind of different than I guess the, the social anxiety element 
we have more opportunities in those kind of relationships to actually dive into this stuff and kind of maybe test the waters a little bit more in more mm. intimate relationships. Right. We have yeah. opportunities to maybe actually get in there and truly challenge some of these things and, and have really deep conversations that kind of get more to the core mm-hmm. of what's actually going on for people. Yeah. Um, well, it matters at a different level, right? Yeah. And when you, you're investing in, in that relationship, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's worthwhile yep. taking a little bit of a deeper dive. Yeah. Do you, um, in, in what way do you find assuming that we know that, like what our partner's thinking or assuming that we know, you know, what's going on internally for our friend when we're sitting down for lunch with them or something like that, making those assumptions, how do those get in the way of those relationships in your opinion? I mean, I I think similar to other relationships, but particularly in those more, you know, um, strongly connected kind of personal Mm -hmm. relationships, when, um, when we make an assumption or we assume we know their perspective or their, their why for what they're saying or doing or not doing, it creates that same kind of cascade where we either do or don't do something, do or don't say something, kind of carry ourselves in a certain way, engage or not engage with them, mm-hmm. um, that that impacts them and their own thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And it just becomes this like cyclical back and forth um, yep. pathway. So you know, you can be with somebody, you could like, even with, let's say a parent who you've known your literal whole life Mm -hmm. and still be very wrong about why they're saying what they're saying or what they're doing Mm. or what they're feeling. Um, so it can, it can send you down a pathway that's so much more challenging or uncomfortable or aggravating or frustrating or becomes a wedge mm-hmm. in the closeness or the connection that you have mm-hmm. when we don't take the time to pause and check in. And and it doesn't mean we have to have these deep conversations every single yeah. time or spend hours kind of peeling the layers of the onion back or whatever. Like, yeah. no, I mean, most people aren't going to have the energy to do that anyway, but... Totally. But even a brief little um, reality check maybe Mm -hmm. holds that person accountable a little bit too to like be real with you in that moment and just helps you find find your same truth together, I guess, similar to totally kind of like what we were just talking about, but on a different level. Yeah. And I want to be super vulnerable that like I am, this is something I'm, just like the rest of us, like I'm right there in the muck with everybody trying to figure out how to do this. It, mm-hmm. it, it's hard. It's hard work to learn how to, you know, be vulnerable and be real and bring up some of these things. Yeah. Um, Cause sometimes it is a lot easier just to get swept away by our assumptions and the, the emotions that come along with that. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I'm curious, let's say I'm sitting in front of somebody that I care deeply about and I'm really, really, um, I'm just assuming that I know exactly what they're going through or they've done something that feels or said something that felt really hurtful. And and I kind of have this whole story about how that, you know, assuming that I know what's going on with them when Mm -hmm. I'm, when I'm having a really strong reaction, 
um, how do we how do we start to open up those those little portals mm-hmm. of of getting closer to the truth and, and testing some of these assumptions that that we might be carrying around? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, um, I think just like almost anything, noticing it, and naming it mm-hmm. is the first step, and um, and sometimes even that's really hard because especially with somebody that we've been in a close relationship with for a long time, it's almost like we expect they should know better. Mm-hmm. Like we, we feel like we can make these assumptions about what they're thinking or feeling because we've known them for a long time. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then it turns into this little kind of icky thing in and of itself. But sure. even just being able to recognize like, oh, I'm feeling resentment right now because I assume that you purposely yeah. avoided, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example, fo- folding the laundry mm-hmm. and left it for me to do when I'm exhausted and I have done 10 million things today, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, so we could walk around feeling resentful and angry and with a little chip on our shoulder and that creates its own pathway. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I can tell you for sure in my own relationship sorry Corey, my husband um <laughs> when that happens on a regular basis then we just both walk around with this space of like mm-hmm. um and until one of us kind of goes okay what what's going on here yeah. you know and so it's that pause it's that naming and sometimes it's like okay there, there's clearly you're upset about something Mm-hmm. what is happening mm-hmm. um and i have a hard time too i have to like really modulate my own tone because it'll come off sounding like i'm ready for a fight but yeah. i'm not i'm just feeling big sure like i have big feels and so I'm like what is going on you yeah. know yeah. imagine being married to me brian oh my gosh it's oof. I mean, bless his heart <laughs> big I, shout out just, to Corey. big shout out to my <laughs> husband Corey. little did he know he was going to be a target in this podcast <laughs> i'll just tell you Corey, if you're listening just this is one of those things that was in the fine print that yes. you just missed minor detail i say that all the time oh that was in the fine print it was in the fi- yeah you didn't notice that so you signed. did sign up for this but you just you just didn't <laughs> yeah. pay attention you did sign just want to reiterate yeah. that but okay so naming it and then taking a moment to say, I'm feeling this because it seems like, or the story my brain is telling me, yeah. or the story I'm telling myself, or like, you can use any of those words, whatever fits for you, but that I statement rather than, why are you being such a jerk? Mm-hmm. Think how different that feels. Mm-hmm. Or just starting the fight of like, you never do anything and I'm always doing it. You could totally. go that route, but ugh, that's yeah. no fun. So bringing it back to yourself a little bit more, a little bit more of your experience, reporting the weather of your own experience yep. in that moment instead of being super accusatory of the other person yeah, and assuming that you know exactly why they did what they did. Yeah, and you can even like take it to another level of of realness and say can I just like check with you for a second because I've got a whole thing going in my head that I've decided Mm -hmm. of why you're doing what you're doing and it's really frustrating me right now and I'm just wondering if that's actually what's happening or if there's something I'm missing you know so like and more often than not that person is going to be like okay let's what what's going on you know and then it's I I'm feeling really frustrated because it seems like you literally walked by 
that pile of clothes to go blah, 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 whatever, whatever, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then hopefully that person is going to be able to say, oh my gosh, yep. well, I wasn't thinking about that at all because I was in the process of going to blah, 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 you know, and totally. then you can kind of work on finding that space, yeah. that common space of understanding. Turns out communication is kind of important. What? It's not a, we're not, we're not just making that up. I feel like I've had that realization lately. I used to always hear that's all that stuff about like relationships and communication. So important. And I was like, well, whatever. But, oh, it turns out it is actually. It is. And guess what? We tend to be drawn towards people who are different from ourselves. Mm. So. Yeah. Very often we enter into relationships and friendships with people who communicate and think differently than us. Now, they, we may share common values. Sure. And common perspectives and common interests. But, you know, there's so many different variations of communication that, um, yep, I think we can pretty much, that could be a whole podcast that too. That could totally be a whole podcast. We can just, we can know that yeah. um, communication is, even when you think you've got it figured out, mm-mm, mm-hmm. no, it's human nature. It's always going to be and, a challenge. And communication, prime example of the tool that's needed to get past some of these assumptions and these perspectives that we think that we know mm-hmm. or, or like, like, like communication is the tool to get in there and actually truly understand what the other person is maneuvering, not the story that we're telling ourselves about. Yes. About what we think they're thinking or experiencing. Yeah. Communication is that tool. It can to be. access that. Yeah. I was going to also even just dial it up, dial it out even a little further. So you've got like social anxiety type stuff. You've got relationship type stuff. But think about the implications of what we're talking about today in terms of just the general human cultural experiences Mm. that we're in the midst of. You know, when you come into a situation and there is somebody doing something that is offensive or frustrating or antagonistic or whatever it is, mm-hmm. we leap to pretty instant conclusions mm-hmm. in our brain what their why is or why that's happening. And I would venture to say very often we are incorrect. Mm-hmm. But that takes us down the pathway of like fight or flight or freeze or like those stress responses, but also like this person is awful, horrible, evil, they're the enemy or, you know, whatever. You can fill in tons of different pieces there. Um, And then it impacts what we say and do. And even on a distant level of um, when you're driving on the road. You know, think about those times where people end up um, literally ruining lives because somebody cuts them off in traffic and they get, Mm -hmm. they assume it's because that person was being a jerk Mm. or other expletives and entitled and they get mad and angry and they end up engaging in road rage and then somebody gets shot Mm -hmm. and killed and now that person's life and all of their loved ones is ruined and the person who did it now their life is ruined and their loved ones as well. So mm. like there's when we personalize things and and decide 
the story is about us and that somebody's doing somebody who doesn't even know us, who's never doesn't probably can't even see us. Mm-hmm. And it's about us and that that shifts our emotions in such a big way that can yeah. take us down a pathway that's so toxic and yeah. gross and uncomfortable. Yep. So here, like I want to share this little trick um, with that specifically in case anyone who's listening struggles with road rage. Yeah. Because even the calmest of us mm-hmm. have those moments where all of a sudden it's like, what just happened to me? Like what? Totally. What switch was that that just got flipped? Yeah. So this one goes out to my mom. To my mom, to Tina. Mom. Look at this. We're just incorporating the whole family into <laughs> oh this podcast. Goodness. I love this. Who's next? <laughs> um, but truly, I can't tell you how often this has been helpful. And then I share this with other people too. And and um, um, I've had so many people say, oh my gosh, that's a life changer. It's a game changer. So I, I'm kind of old. But um, even back in the 80s and the 90s, there was road rage. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid, I'm not even sure if my mom remembers this, to be honest. I should ask her. Um, I remember being in the car and my mom saying things like she would see those cars that were weaving in and out and budging in and whatnot. And, and she would go, Oh, look, there's another potty driver. Mm. And I, and we'd be like, what do you mean? And she would say, well, I assume they have to go potty so bad, or maybe they have diarrhea. (laughs) And that is why they are driving like a maniac. So you know what? I'm going to move over. And I'm going to let them go because I wouldn't want to have an accident in my pants if I were driving and I had to go to the bathroom for that. So that became like, that was her thing. She'd be like, oh, there's another potty driver. And it just instantly disarmed any kind of anger or frustration because she assumed there was a reason that they were driving like that. And that reason wasn't her. And it wasn't them trying to be better than her or trying to one up her or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So... I, to this day, you know, this morning on the road, you know, it's, it just allows us to be calmer when we can push ourselves to be like, who do you think you are? Oh, or are you in a medical emergency? Or did, did you just find out some terrible news about someone that you love and you need to get there right away? Or do you have to go to the bathroom really bad or whatever and it just allows compassion and empathy and allows us to shift into a different space yes and if nothing else i would much rather be yeah there yep than angry and frustrated and like totally not in control of my own actions i uh, yeah and i i think one of the biggest things that i'm taking away from this conversation is in those moments right whether it's walking into a room and experiencing social anxiety, whether it's driving on the road, whether it's um, in a, a moment of conflict with somebody that I'm close to, I think, can, can I pause and can I at least just give my brain a moment to consider an alternative explanation for it? Yeah. You know, and I think yep. even in that considering an alternative explanation, it might just help give a little bit of space for my nervous system to kind of do what it needs to do and maybe land in a little bit more of a grounded place in how I respond. Yeah. Not all the time. Is that going to work? But I, I love that. Yeah. And I think, I think our whole world could really use that message right now, taking a moment to just pause and 
at least consider an alternative explanation. Even, even if our brain goes right back to the one that it started on, at least we're, at least we're delaying that really intense activation within us. Yeah. And the second piece that I think is standing out for me is in those situations where we're with other people. So not in a car, but like in a space with another person and we pause and we push ourselves to think about it differently or to do a little fact finding and and ask or Mm -hmm. kind of put it out there. That allows us opportunity to connect with other people in a different way. And that, that connection in and of itself, um, is well worth it. So we can have different communication styles. We can think about things differently mm-hmm. and enhance all of the things by being open to the possibility that there are multiple ways to see a situation. There are multiple truths. Mm-hmm. There are multiple perspectives and very often the assumptions that we are making about other people are not accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're uh, going to make sure we write down all these other ideas for podcast episodes that we've gathered. Yeah. Shout out to Corey. Yes. Shout Ooh, out to nice. your mom. Yes. Good memory. And um, we'll, we'll weave in another member of your family next month. Sweet. <laughs> so kids, kids, if you're are... listening, my kids, you'll get a shout out maybe next time. We'll maybe see. we should have them on the podcast. Oh, wouldn't that be? <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. I mean, what are you getting me into? Oh boy. Yeah. That could be entertaining, Brian. Family therapy right here on the (laughs) podcast. We could do it all. (laughs) Um, Thank you as always for, for your time. And um, I look forward to next month. Same. Thank you. Also, just a reminder that this podcast is not meant to replace work with a therapist. And so if you feel you need it, I encourage you to reach out to a trained mental health professional. All right, we'll talk soon.